Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM, and I thank all of you for tuning in. Well, the word's been getting around that Rabbi David Heber is uh, a guest of ours this morning on JM in the AM. Whenever we have an opportunity to discuss Jewish calendaric trivia, uh, or in this case, a specific question as it relates to Hanukkah 5782, Rabbi Heber is kind enough to make himself available. He, of course, is a conscious administrator at the Star K. He is spiritual leader of Kahal Avas Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek down in uh, the Baltimore area, and he is officially the Jewish calendaric consultant to JM in the AM. Rabbi Heber, happy Hanukkah. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Great. Always great to be here. Uh, uh, friends of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to all your listeners and to you and your family. Thank hope, you hope very everyone's much. well. Oh, things are going well, Baruch Hashem. All right. Uh, I, 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 it would be inappropriate for me to ask you to paskin a Shiloh uh, it, for a specific situation, but I'll ask it in a general way so I could get your advice. A shul, as everyone knows, or at this point I would hope everyone knows, this coming Shabbos we use three Sifrei Torah. What would you recommend to a synagogue that only has two Sifrei Torah? How should they handle the uh, Torah reading on this coming Shabbos? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. So the real question is do you roll... The, the which which saver to the roll the roll so you can start with Parshas Miketz right right that's that's the first saver Torah okay the second saver Torah you're gonna go to to Sefer Bamidbar so you're right. gonna lane from from Rishchidish right uh, which is gonna be the Shvi Aliyah okay so now the the question is it would seem to be and there are those that hold that you roll the if you simply instead of doing Hagvan the second saver Torah you simply roll the uh, you're closer, right. right? You're closer, and roll you may to the roll the second sefer Torah, right? Uh, back. However, however, there is a major discussion by by Simchas Torah about what to do if you have if you have over there. You could have this problem also. There, right. you're, you're really that's a big role because yeah, you yeah. go from <laughs> from the, yeah, from from the You're going to go all the way back. To, to to Beratius or how do you do it? I think the ideal thing would you roll in this case you would roll the second Sefer Torah back to to uh, to Parshas Nasai and not to Hagba. The only thing you lose out of the Hagba, right? So I think it's a machlekes hapaiskim. I have notes on this. Um, my son wrote a whole long shikol Torah on this, which I don't have a, a, a instant access to. Right, but uh, it's a, it, it is a fascinating discussion in Hilchos Simchas Torah. All right, and the, uh, where it's discussed. So, so a synagogue with two Torahs this Shabbos, it would seem reasonable that if they're rolling the second to get to the third to the spot of the third reading, that would be reasonable. Correct. Correct. They certainly right. In other words, it's it's definitely less tich of the tibura. Right. The only thing is you lose you lose out on a hagba. Right. You lose out on a hagba and a galila, which is um, you know, which is okay. All right. And Kod- uh, and Kaddish okay do. But and Kaddish- uh, again, I think there might be those that say to to do you know do hagba. The truth is, well, you wouldn't do hagba on the second one and then roll the second one because that's that's a uh, right. That itself is not. The question is, do you do hagba the second one and go back and go back to the first one? So they they talk about this, and again, it makes from a tichet zibur sense. It makes sense to tichet zibur, of course, meaning you don't want to delay, to delay unnecessary delay. So we go ahead and we uh, we take the second one and just roll it back. I want close. I mean, I, you're talking I, only a few parshas. I wonder if I wonder if they're able after the hagba 
on the first one if they're able to take that Torah to a different, like to the back room, so to speak. Not that they would miss laning. They'd still hear laning. But in the back room, they would roll that Torah while the second Torah is being read. And they would roll that Torah. Or during the Mishabarach. So you got a long Mishabarach between Aliyah. So they got all the time in the world for some and people. I, you and, know, I, like, and I had, you know, I, I'm 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 pretty outspoken on the issue of Tirchanet uh, Tibura, not pro. I'm con, like you're supposed to be. And and right. uh, and and I was saying to myself, you know what? You might be able to actually roll that Torah. And I don't know if this is even acceptable because you know it, it would it would likely I'd, I'd have to assume it would be improper to do this. But could you imagine doing it while the uh, while the Balkari is saying Kaddish? As they're saying Kaddish, which of course is, right, is not, it, it, yeah, that's a, it, but it would, mm, it would be a very bad visual, right? A very bad. No, visual. Yeah, it would yeah, not yeah, be respectful. Not, you don't wanna, <laughs> yeah, not, not such a great idea. I hope you're yeah, at least. Yeah, I hope you're at least yeah. proud of me for thinking of that one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's but, good. Uh, the the no. Shabrura alludes to this issue in uh, in Tyra. He talks about he talks about this problem again. Each case is different. Right, each case is different because you know, you're dealing with a different role, right? Over there, also, but between two and three is certainly closer than between one and three. I'm talking about right. Tyra, right? You know where you have this where you have this problem. Right. Um, I can reference this real quick here. I have a Mishaburu here while uh, while we continue to discuss this. Unbelievable! What what there? What incredible service we get on the spot research yeah, yeah. from you. That's so no, nice. I should, I should know better. I want to hang up and call my son. He, he, <laughs> I'm telling you about the we'll have to we'll have to post it on your. Uh, it would be my pleasure. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be my pleasure. By by the way, I would think that rabbis should be extra careful this Shabbos, because you know how it, how how sometimes a Valkori will come across what he thinks is a mistake in the Torah, and then it'll become a little bit of a tumult, a little bit of a of a bruha, not a bruhaha, but a hoopla. It'll be a little bit of a hoopla about whether you can continue laning from that Torah or not. This Shabbos, I'd be very careful <laughs> in terms of making that decision when most synagogues have their, you know, complete supply of Sifrei Torah at three. So, you know, and, and, and you know, not, not everybody's got 10 Sifrei Torah, especially 10 kosher Sifrei Torah. So I'd be very cautious before postling a Torah this Shabbos. A hundred percent, a 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, you only have one Sefer Torah, you know. Then also, that that in a way is an easier call because right. you just have one. You roll it, and you're, you know, and you're there. You know, you're good to go. Right. With uh, with one Sefer Torah. So All right. That, that certainly works. Rabbi Heber has brought to our attention um, uh, many, many years ago. I think it was back in 2002, if I'm not mistaken. And he has brought to our attention again this year uh, the uh, question of what happens this coming Saturday night. There is a uh, even though. It is totally halachically permissible, and if I'm misstating this, you'll tell me. It's totally halachically permissible before Shmona Esrei of Mariv, and I believe Mincha as well, to uh, remind the congregation about any insertion that must be made in Shmona Esrei, whether it's Yavyovo, Alanisim, etc., etc., etc. Nonetheless, there are congregations that prefer to get this reminder across to the crowd by clopping, if you will, by by banging on the bima. And the bang on the bima normally on a Rosh Chodesh will mean Yalaviyavo. On the first day of Hanukkah will obviously mean Alanisim. Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of other examples. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a uh, a clop on a mincha v'tanis tzibur might mean sim shalom for those who normally don't say sim shalom at the mincha, uh, and anenu, you know, a reminder for anenu and sim shalom. 
So that's when the clop is usually utilized. This Saturday night, Rabbi Heber, Matzei Shabbos, we have a unique situation where, in theory, three or more items could be referenced by the Gabai's clop on the bima. What do we do? Okay, so you, you said exactly perfect. That is true. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins in Hilchus uh, Rishchidosh says very clearly that the Gabai or whoever is allowed to announce uh, what's going on. His example, interesting, he says the Gabai is allowed to be Machris, which means to announce Rishchidosh. So what they would do is they would apparently, by Marav, they would give a clap and yell out Rishchidosh, and everybody knew, oh, it's, I'm talking about regular Rishchidosh, they right. would give a clap. Right. And everyone knew that, oh, it must be Yalviyavai. But obviously, your choice of words could be, you know, Yalviyavai, Aladisim, Nachem, Tishabov, Anenu, on a fast day. There are obviously various insertions that we make. So it's 100% permissible. By Shachris, we should mention, is the only time you can't do that because right. we have to be Samach Ka'ulu Latvila, right, which is can. a very near and dear topic to me because that was my question on my Faher when I. Went to Tel's Yeshiva in Chicago. Wow. Uh, and uh, that was the day they asked me on where I was learning in eighth grade in, uh, in St. Louis, Upstate Hebrew Academy. We were learning brachas, and we learned that. And the Rashivas asked me on on the Gemara Batsuka School of Tila how you know it, and so on. So it's a very near and dear topic. Um, so it's, you, you have to connect. Smichas Kaul Tila, which means you can't, you can't never be mafsic, as we know. You can't interrupt. Right. Between Gal Yisrael and So Shachris is off limits. Right. Okay. You, so we know announced it by Shachris. You can only clap. You can't, you can't speak. But by Mariv, and certainly by Mincha, even though by Mariv you're not allowed to talk between, uh, there's a Gula and a Tila, but it's not as, as Hummer, it's not as strict. And therefore, Shacharach says you're allowed to, you're allowed to announce. Right. The, the Mishabrura notes that not only are you allowed to announce things that count, meaning that if you, if you, Make a mistake, you have to dive it over again, like the Saint Talmud to Levracha, right? If you if you erroneously don't say the Saint Talmud to Levracha, you have to dive it over again. Right. So certainly, you need to announce that. Right. But even Al Hanisim, the halach is if a person forgot Al Hanisim and they completed the bracha of you know Maidim Cholachayim Atav Shim Cholachad El Haidays, the halach is they do not have to dive it over again. They don't have right. to go back. David, again, some would say, no, kind of sore, but if you finish Manasseh, you don't have to go back. So it's right. not so strict. You could still announce it. And Yalav Yavay at night, the Allah on Rosh Chaydash night, if you miss, you also don't have to go back. You could still announce that also. Right. So the Allah is clearly you're allowed to announce it. But as you mentioned, there are many places that just give a clap. The obvious problem, this must say Shabbos, as, as, as we discussed already, wow, 20 years ago, right, <laughs> is, that, is that in 2002 was the last time this happened. There, this coming Matzei Shabbos, let's step back a second in discussion, besides being Hanukkah, besides being Rosh Chaydish, is we begin saying the same Talmud Racha, which in Chutz Laaretz, we begin saying on the night of December the 4th, um, in certain years, not this year, it begins December 5th, not this year, not till uh, 2023 will that happen. Okay. So this year and next year, we begin Talmud on December 4th. By Marav, December 4th is... Shabbos, so Matzah Shabbos, Saturday night, we begin saying the same Talmud Tzavracha. So the obvious problem is, is if the Gabbai gives a clap, this Matzah Shabbos, people are going to think that, oh, I need to say Alviyavai, tonight's Rishchidosh. Today was Rishchidosh, so tonight's Rishchidosh also. They can say Alviyavai, they're going to miss the same Talmud Tzavracha, they're only going to say the same Bracha, and then they're going to be 
in in uh, in a problem situation. Um, it's actually a, a, a complicated problem situation. But the bottom line is they need to daven Shmanesi over again. Right. Um, it is a complex other issue with the exact time. Talmud, we we hold Talmud because by Myriv, there's a question exactly. You go by the time of the beginning of the Tkufa, which is which is fall. Maybe you don't have to get Talmud until later. So you would actually daven over Shmona Esrei again by Myriv, saying, if I'm obligated in Myriv, Shmona Esrei again, this is my Myriv. And I'm not obligated because I haven't reached the time yet. The time is not till, um, uh it's going to be first in the morning. So then I am davening what's called an Adava. I'm giving a, a, a present Shmon Esrei, a, wow. a gift, which is a topic beyond the scope of our discussion here. But bottom line, it's got down over again. And now, if, if you therefore, it's critical that shuls either announce there or before Myriv, you know, places that don't want to make that announcement during davening, right before Myriv, the Rav or the Gabba gets up and says, we're beginning to say Tomat Racha, and don't forget it. You need to say it by Myriv. Mm-hmm. The number of clops this coming Matzah Shabbos could be could be, hear me out for a second, because this is going to sound dramatic and ridiculous, <laughs> could be four, because on Matzei Shabbos we insert Atachan Antanu. This Matzei Shabbos we insert Vesein Talamata, replacing Vesein Bracha. This Matzei Shabbos we say Yalaviyavo, right, because Sunday is still Rosh Chodesh. And this Matzei Shabbos we say Alanisim because it's the seventh night of Hanukkah. So in theory, although I know you're rolling your eyes at the Atachan Antanu thing, I get it. <laughs> but, not the, but nonetheless, if someone is not paying attention, they could think that one clop is referring to any of those four, that two clops are referring to two of any of those four, and as you described, it gets very confusing. I would have to assume that because, and you'll tell me if you agree or not, I don't know what goes on in your shul, I'd have to assume that because the the tendency is to stop clopping for Al-Hanisim somewhere around the second or third day of Chanukah. Am I right about that, Rabbi right, Heber? Or correct. Not? Absolutely. Right? absolutely, the, absolutely. The, full fir- the full first day, right, the first night and the first day, there's clopping at all three tefillos. I would say it sometimes lasts into Marav of the second night, maybe even Shacharis of the second day, and then all of a sudden the Gabayim have full faith that everybody's going to remember Al-Anisim, right? That would correct. be a good way That's of describing correct. Absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. So Atachan Antanu, for obvious reasons, and Al-Anisim are really not part of the equation this Matzei Shabbos. So I'd have to assume, and any responsible Gabay out there, I think we'd have to conclude that the proper number of clops for this coming Matzei Shabbos is two, as much as I really want to see there be three, <laughs> and it'd be more dramatic, right. is two, and those two will represent the start of a Saint Talamutter and the reminder to insert Yala Viavo. Absolutely. Except you need to announce it because, as, as you right. know as well as I, this is probably worldwide shuls, there's always the God by wannabes <laughs> who go ahead and clap. So every every Yalavi Yavi gets two or three claps. Every Rish Chayish is always on oh, this clap or the God by stalled a second and somebody jumped the gun. So two claps is not a Kiddush, meaning two claps is the norm. 
in most places because he got all these good clappers. <laughs> so if someone hears two claps this Masai Shabbos, they say, oh, yeah, which, which, which fellow wanted to be, you know, the guy who reminds the overzealous clapper. Right? Yeah. All right. So before your suggestion, therefore, is, Rabbi Heber, to wrap this up, your suggestion is before Mariv, there be at least two reminders. Visei Talamatar Yalaviyavo. And, and why not remind for Alanisim as well? Correct, absolutely. And absolutely. then when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to Shemota Esrei on Mar of Matzei Shabbos, you would recommend, which is halachically permissible as we've described, uh, that there be another reminder, and at the minimum, if there's no other reminder, at least clop responsibly. <laughs> Correct, exactly. Now, two other other interesting notes yeah. about uh, this coming Shabbos and yep. Matzei Shabbos. Several notes on, on this topic. There's, there's been a discussion about you know, the infrequency of, well, we'll, we'll talk about first uh, Matzah Shabbos. It's, it's actually, somebody pointed this out to me, it's the longest weekday Shemana Esrei, where you talk about the 18 brachas, right. 18, 19 brachas. In right. other words, Erev Yom Kippur by Bincha is longer because right. you have all the Alchites. Right. But as far as a weekday Shemana Roshan, of course, Musaf is certainly longer. Right. But but as far as a weekday Shemana Esrei from, you know, of us from the beginning, Baruch Hashem, through right. this is interestingly enough the longest now your honor I will tell you that someone yesterday sent me an email and said oh not so fast <gasps> not so fast because maybe Tisha B'Av by Mincha if you say you know Tisha B'Av by Mincha you say Shalom but here by Marv if you say Shalom Rav Nachem is pretty long so in your honor I counted oh no I counted way. this morning oh. for the show <laughs> I couldn't get on the show and not have this this, this clear. <laughs> it comes out that no, that this Matzei Shabbos, because you have the extra Vesei Talmud to live Rocha, um, you have the longest Shabbos. It's actually lo- longer. I-, I counted quickly. I didn't get the exact numbers, but it's, it seems to be a good uh, uh, 11 words longer. Unbelievable. Than, uh, I may be off by a few, but uh, it's certainly longer. I, it was definitely longer than, uh, than Tisha B'Av Mincha. So that's number one. Number two... This is important because we, we've spoken about this, but not in this context. There is a discussion going on that maybe this coming Shabbos morning is the rarest Shmanesrei that we have. And that is the good, good, good call, but not exactly. What are we doing this coming Shabbos morning? Um, this coming Shabbos morning, we have yeah, a, a relatively infrequent Shmanesrei. We have, but by Musaf, we have Atiyat Sarta. Right. Which is the most of Rishchidish Manasseh, right? With Alanisim, right. which happens every year. Right. Right? We have that every year. Right. But actually, I know every year we have a Musaf on Shabbos right. Hanukkah. But this year we have Shabbos Rishchidish Hanukkah. Right. So we have Ati Yatzarta with Alanisim. Okay, not that common, right? We, right. Not that common. Right. Parenthetically, that Manasseh is recited on the same day that we recite the longest Birchas Hamazon, which is the Shabbos, right. uh, where we have um, uh, Alanisim. And Ritzay, uh, Ritzay and Yalviyavai. Right. So this coming Shabbos, we have Alanisim, Ritzay, Yalviyavai, longest benching, right? That's one of those famous right. uh, questions and answers. Okay, but back to back to Musaf. You have Atiyah Tzarta, you have Alanisim, and you have Ulchaparas Pasha. Oh, right. Right, because it's a leap year. It's right. a leap year. So you have a Shabbos Rishchidosh Hanukkah in a leap, in a leap year. year. So you get this rare Shmanesri, and indeed... Thinking this through a lot, this would seem to be the rarest manesre in Eretz Yisrael, the most infrequent manesre in Eretz Yisrael. It happens maybe once in about nine years or so, nine or ten years, and it's this manesre. Now, what about chutzlarts? Okay, so chutzlarts 
has a rare Ishmael and we spoke about this many times, so I'll be short here. This coming Monday, Shabbos, right. if it would have just been a day earlier, right. Right, if it would have been December 3rd, right. then you'd have the same bracha, and Al-Adisim, and Atachan Antonu, and Yal Yavoy. And Mashavur. That is the rare Shabbat that we had in 1994. Right. And we won't have it again until 2089. So we have that 95-year gap, which only it only happens when you have this type of year, in the 16th year of the 19th year cycle, which means it's a very, very early year. Remember the year 2013 when Thanksgiving was, yeah, was of course. Uh, Hanukkah? Remember Thank, that? Thanksgiving that, that type of year where you see Hanukkah, Thanksgiving was Hanukkah. That means Hanukkah ended already. You know, the Rish Chaydish was right. before Talamatar. So you had this extremely rare Shvan essay, but that's only Chutzlaretz because in Eretz Yisrael, they already began saying Talamatar on Zion Cheshvan. Right. So they don't get this. This infrequent ah, Amazing, amazing, amazing. So the next, you said 2023 is the next time it's going to move, that's the St. Talmud is going to move to December 5th. That's because it's, that's, the, that's because it's the December before a secular leap year? Correct. Correct. What happens is, is, is the December before, and if you want, there's a sheer on, I just gave, I was at Ernst Stroll last week for the, um, for the Mir Yachikala, and they had the opportunity to give a sheer in the uh, in the shul right right for the dafyami, dafyami the tightest dafyud was just about um, this this Indian, this topic of when you start to say talmud to the Vraha. oh is that the one so that had, came out on November twenty second that everyone's going crazy about that the daf correct the, the yes, daf yes, the daf yes, actually yes. was a coincidence because the, apparently there's a base yosef that says that, yes that there was a delay correct. I mean I mean I, I I wrote down this whole history when someone told it to me I want to thank her by Oppenheim down in Charlotte who gave me this information he's a he's a big fan of our conversations and he wrote to me he said I don't know if everybody Heber does does a secular calderic trivia but <laughs> this might be secular when it ties into right when when it ties into the Jewish calendar <laughs> like this like this yeah so I have this I have a if, if you want to read in the intriguing world of Jewish time the, the book that I just that I just wrote in there I have a this whole topic explained with the November twenty second and twenty third. And on Torah anytime I gave the shear in the the, in the Pins Bismedrish near the mirror and I went through this whole topic. And it was interesting speaking to Israelis because to them the December fourth and fifth is right. just halacha of Maisa, which right. means it's it's the halacha but it's not right. irrelevant. It's so irrelevant it was, to them, right? You know, it's it, because they don't, they start saying Cheshwin and they're done, right. right? You know, all the December 4th and 5th doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't apply, doesn't apply there. Uh, so that, that's the, recorded on, on the Torah anytime. And, um, uh, it was a nice opportunity. But there we went through this whole discussion. Basically, to, to make it brief, is that every four years, the Kufa, which is the time according to uh, the beginning of the fall, is is at nine o'clock at night. Okay, the Kufa of Tishrei, which is according to Shmuel, is always on October seventh. Right. Every four years, it's at nine o'clock at night. Now nine o'clock at night, we know is halachically tomorrow. Right. In other words, it's the next day already. So that bumps Talumotar up a day to instead of December fourth by Myriv, it's December fifth at Myriv, and that always will happen in the year preceding. A secular leap year. Oh, or yeah. The simple, way, the simple way to remember it, it is a month before the presidential primaries begin. Right. You know, it's funny. Now I understand because online I found that there are two years in a row when it starts on December 5th, but that's because one of them is a Friday night. So that's exactly what, right. 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 Yeah, right. So that, that would make sense. 
Uh, and there was one other thing I wanted to ask you on this. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, based on the information I got about the uh, about this topic, apparently about uh, apparently eighty years from now, there's going to be a change where it yes, w- you know about this, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. What what happens if, if you, you you it's in the book and on the sheer for those that want to elaborate on this, but basically in twenty one hundred they're going to skip February twenty ninth. Wow. Based on the Gregorian calendar, that was it was um, a correction uh, that they want to make. Fifteen eighty two, they started it in America. They started in seventeen fifty one. That's why there's two gear. So okay, want to talk about the secular calendar? There's two gears in George Washington's birthday, right? Well, it's really three because they celebrated in America on the third Monday of February. Right. But it used to be when we were kids on February twenty second. Right. But Yeshayim, it was February. 11th, because when he was born, the, the America, the, uh, England, was, America was a, a British colony back, back then. When when George Washington was born in 1732, it, until 1751, America had the old calendar. So so w- his birthday switched because they added, uh, they skipped 11 days. Unbelievable. So anything before 1751 in America and slash England changed. So the whole calendar changed. So it really depended where you lived. When Talmudter began, so this Beis that says November 22nd lived before 1582, before anybody changed the calendar. It was based on Abu Dram, who I think lived in the 1400s, I believe, or thereabout. And and once we once the the the, uh, the calendar, the you know the secular calendar, the civil calendar, skipped 11 day, 10 days, and then subsequently three days by skipping February 29th in. 1700, 1800, 1900, that shifted Talmata to December 4th and 5th. In 2100, there will not be a February 29th, which on the books there should be, right? It's a presidential election year. It's a, right. divisible by four. But every three, every every hundred years, if it's not divisible by 400, it's not a leap year. And whenever that happens, Talmata gets shifted a day. So our Sidurim, so, our Sidurim 100 years from now, instead of saying December 4th and 5th, we'll say... We'll, instead of saying December 4th and 5th, we'll say December 5th and 6th. Wow. The norm will be the 5th by Myriv. Wow. And the, and, the, and the years, let's say 2103, 2107, 2111, will be December the 6th by Myriv. So Friday night, a day later. So when, when people years from now are researching Sidurim of the 20th century, they'll have to explain why their sitter has a different uh, a time, a different date to start the St. Talamata than, than we did, you know, 100 years earlier. Correct. Pretty what's, cool. What's Pretty cool. Two, two notes here. One is, if you look at that base Yosef, the printer did you a favor. And when it says November 22nd and 23rd, he did you a favor and wrote December 3rd and 4th. Or some of them say December 2nd and 3rd. The printer did you a favor. The problem is, his favor only lasted till 1900, right? Because the printer in the 1800s put in the correction, quote unquote, which was a correction right. back then. But again, that correction became, uh, you know, a moot in 1900 when we switched it again. So Sidurim are going to have to be reprinted. You'll have to, you'll have to get your send your self-addressed stamped envelope for the sticker <laughs> <laughs> to, put, uh, to, put, to put on your to put on your sitter. Right. One, la- one last thing I want to tell you about this Shabbos is that we take out three Sefer Torah. Okay, we are in a year now that has three times we take out three Sefer Torah. Right. Not really that common. We have it. We had it so much Torah, of course, right. every year. 
We got three sefer Torah. This Shabbos we got three sefer Torah. Shabbos Hachodesh right. is three sefer Torah. We're we're on a really good streak here because we had it also with Chodesh Adar earlier on this in 2021. Right. Adar, um, we had it as well. 2021, you know, this year, so three times this year, okay, listen to this, three times in a seven-year span, we have three Sifrit Torah. This is the last year of that, of, of, of that span. We've had it, we had it uh, six, six years ago, um, and uh, we, we had it also uh, in between that time. So basically, in a seven-year span, we've had three years of three Sifrit Torah. Wow, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Last yeah. time, last time that happened, oh, was 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 120 years ago. <laughs> when it, it, 121 years ago, when it ended in 1900, was the end of a of a set of three of, of like that. And here's really neat. Okay, we've had three Sifrei Torah in three years in one cycle of Shemitah. Because we had it six years ago. We had it. Uh, uh, three or four years ago, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank which one that was, and we had it, we've had it now, but it's three times, it's three times in seven years in one Shemitah cycle. That hasn't happened in 720 years. Amazing. Last time that happened ended in 1400, 700, 721 years ago, uh, which was, 100 and, uh, was 103 Shemitahs ago. That cycle that ended in 1400 had three Sifrit in three years in a seven-year one Shemitah span. So we're getting in a lot of Tresa for Torah, and uh, it's a very big uh, chash of it. But the the Aaron is, a, you know, to have, have, have in mind the, the, the beauty of uh, Tresa for Torah, and um, it's a school for, you know, for anytime they open an Aaron, it's a Shastra. Yeah, but there's no scene. But... Certainly with Tresa for Torah, you yeah. get the bonus. And there's no scene like uh, the Bima, uh, being graced by uh, three people holding three Sifrei Torah and saying Shema Yisrael and everybody responding. It, it, it's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful. sight, and everyone gets to, gets to experience it this Shabbos. And uh, you're right, we shouldn't absolutely. take it lightly. And those who really dress up the Sifrei Torah beautifully with uh, uh, beautiful covers and lovely silver, it just enhances the experience for everybody. So kol to the Gabayim and the Shamashim and the Rabbis and everybody who make sure not the, not only to teach us uh, and to uh, and inspire us when it comes to davening, but take care of the visual as well. The visual in shul should be one uh, that looks and feels holy as well, Rabbi Heber. Absolutely, because that's really, you know, for us, uh, that, that's the seed we have, and undoubtedly the beautiful seeds as children. It makes a tremendous, yeah. you know, Rosham impact on children that they have that beautiful seed in their mind, and that's what they picture, and they take it with them throughout their life in their, in their serving of uh, the Rebbe No question about it. Rabbi David Heber is the rabbi of Kahalav Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek in Baltimore, Kasher's administrator at the Star K, and we are again highly, highly, highly recommending his book. It's a brand new book. We had an opportunity to discuss it in depth last time Rabbi Heber was on. It's called The Intriguing World of Jewish Time. Just Google it and buy it and enjoy it and get it. For the young kids, the uh, the bar and bat mitzvah children in our community who you know have a sense of this stuff and will appreciate it and really uh, uh, would enjoy the trivial part. Not that anything's trivial about it, but you get my point. The trivial part of our tradition and in terms of what we do as a Jewish people. The intriguing world of Jewish time for Rabbi David Heber. We are recommending it 
highly. Rabbi Heber, I take this opportunity to wish you a happy Hanukkah. And uh, again, thanks so much for joining us this morning. And please remember, Matzah Shabbos, please save us. Say Talamutter. <laughs> After all that. After yeah. all that is right. I bought a counter. You know you know what the, you know what the umpires use behind yes, the place? Sure. I bought one of those for my ninety times Talamutter. Rabbi Heber, if, any, if anybody else, ta- if anybody else, if anybody else told me that, I wouldn't believe it. In your case, you, you have my full faith on this one. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Thank you so much, Rabbi David Heber. Everybody on a Wednesday morning at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and the Alchemical Network, and of course, anybody loving NSN app.